Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, Baseball! And now the pitch by Martinez is up and in and hits Gerald Williams on the left hand. Dig your cleats in. Now he's going to charge them out. He's going to charge Martinez and the fight is on. He got a right hand in before he grabbed him behind by Baratek. And now the benches are empty. It's time for hour two of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Yershinsky wanting to know am I going. He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate. Step up to the plate for hour two of the hot corner. Posenda getting into it with Barrett. I mean, there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two piles. On 1080. Redemption help. Whoa. Bautista got all he could handle with that. Wow. That's some pretty solid contact right there. The fan. Welcome into the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can dive that in, dive into that on the Les Schwab Tires podcast. Download that radio.com, fan.com. Speaking of podcasts, Beers on Us drops tomorrow at 4 o'clock. You can get those in the same place, baby. So make sure to check that out. We got Fair or Foul coming up at 8.30. We'll go ahead and skip the National League Central this week. We'll throw it into next week <laughs> and do two teams. Well, I'm kind of digging. I'm kind of digging where this conversation came from. I love how quickly you changed. Uh, you know me, man. I, you know. I'm a picker and chooser. You're a wanderer. Uh, we had someone text us in, uh, 503-250-1080, and I do want to clarify this. Uh, some comments I made uh, referring to A.J. McCord coming on. This had nothing to do with A.J. as a person. This had everything to do with uh, somebody coming on new as opposed to uh, getting rid of somebody that used to work here that does not. This is not a personal thing. It was more about situational. So You're my, just making an example of something that was current. Yep, making an example of a current event. So my apologies if that was taken in the wrong way. Way sticking with this Mariner thing, uh, the, the you wanted to bring up this Kansas City Royals thing, Correct. and that's kind of because we'll and and I'm and I'm going to read some text here in a second, and then we'll get into where the Mariners go from here. But we're we're getting some really cool things on the text line 503-250-1080. Let's see where 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 can I find these? Where can I find these? I uh, appreciate. Uh, <laughs> I showed up thirty minutes late and missed all my Mariners talk, and it's like. Don't worry, man. We're here for two hours. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Where was I? Uh, 
Do, 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 do. I really had this. Uh, I to don't show, know. To show good faith after this crap, the Mariners need to promote Jared Kalenic if he's ready. Take care of the stars right now. Well, uh, now Kalenic has come out and saying he thinks they're holding him down. Yep. Even though he's probably ready to join a Mariners team that probably needs help. Um, RJ brings across this great point here. Uh, it's because it does make sense if all you care about is running the team, which is exactly the problem. I could not agree more with well, that. And that's where this quote comes in. So this is from Dayton Moore, GM of the Royals. This is his quote. It's fairly long, but I'm just going to read it. Um, he was asked about putting a competitive team together in this time amid, amid baseball's current climate. His response was, we don't know any other way. You're trying to inspire people to follow your team. You're trying to inspire young people to be part of the game and to want to play this game. I think what we've always tried to do is be as competitive as we possibly can. Everybody will tell you whatever our budget is financially. We've taken it right to the max every single year. We've spent whatever has been given to us. It's really important to try to win each and every year. I remember having a conversation with Adam Adam Wainwright many years ago. I had the same conversation with Khalil Lee when he when we did the Benintendi trade. I said, look, here's the deal. You're going to be a major league player someday. When you're in that clubhouse, you're going to realize that you're one of 26 guys who has a very small window of opportunity to win a championship, and you're one of 26 guys who has a small window of opportunity to maximize the financial rewards of this game. So you're going to want to be part of an organization and a team and ownership that's going to do everything they can to put the best team on the field to support those players and coaching staff and manager who has to put their professional reputation on the line each and every night and answer questions multiple times a day about what, what went right and wrong. To be a great steward of the game and to continue to grow the game in ways that are the most healthy, you've got to bust your tail for, all, for the good of all the players, the fans, the coaching staff and ownership and everybody surrounding the game and put the best team you can on the field, period. That's what it's all about. Now you can make jokes that the Royals they don't have money and they you know, they put bad teams on the field sometimes. But right. he makes a good point. And, and he, he said it. He clarified. He said, within our financial constraints, we spent every single dollar. Now what Mather said and what he was alluding to was that no matter what, the Mariners were not about winning. They were about the money and the, and the dotting the I's and crossing the T's and the business side first and then winning second. Mm -hmm. Whereas Dayton Moore is saying we got to put the best team we possibly can on the field every single year. That's how teams should be run. That's how fans should want their team to be run. Yeah. Um, not all teams are run like that, right? Uh, obviously the Mariners are not, I'm going to argue the pirates are not run like that. Yeah. Uh, and I think you've, I've read message boards for years of pirates fans constantly complaining about their ownership. Uh, hello over here on the yeah, Indians are not run like that on the flip side. The Rays, who have very strict financial constraints, do the best they can with their money and put a winning field on the team almost every single year. Oakland. Oakland, another great example. Kansas City, they've won or done, you know, they, they got to the World Series a couple times, mm -hmm. won one World Series. And they did it the, they did it the way that everyone's doing it now without people realizing they did it. They built it through the system. Because they didn't truly blow the team up tank. They were still like trying to do everything they could within the constraints. They just mm -hmm. didn't have money. And they they, didn't tried, have they tried to sign Adam Wainwright. Yeah. You know, they tried to get Adam Wainwright this year. Yep. That's that's not that Wayno is. And they traded Bennett for Benintendi. Yeah, not that Wayno is, you know, some some be-all, end-all. But, I mean, like, Wayno's still got some in the tank. He could be pitching the World Series for the Cardinals. And, and RJ Tex, he says, from a dollars and cents business angle, it makes complete sense. Sure. It's spreadsheet baseball. Yep. But it sucks as a player and a fan. And that that's the thing is. I think if you're a baseball team, if you're in the front office of any team, your goal should not be to be making money. Your goal should be to be winning. Because guess what happens when you win? 
You make money. You make money. <laughs> if you try to make money but you keep losing, you're probably going to do more harm than good in the long run. Yeah, I, I, that that's the, that's the truth. And you know, and twofold on this, you know, a lot of people. It's easy. To, it's easy to say that Mark Cuban comes across as a douche, right? Easy to say, right? I think we use him as the example all the time. But boy, does that guy love his team, and boy, does he want to win. Mm-hmm. And I will I don't take. Know if he's really a douche. He's. Well, no, but I, th- I think people take shots at him is yeah. what I'm saying. Like, he's easy to take a shot at. I suppose. And I'll tell you what. I like Cubes. I'd take that guy as my owner all day, every day. Of course. And that's kind of the problem that teams like the Mariners are running into is that Nintendo owns them and it's being ran like a business. And it's not being run like is a it, sports organization. Question. Is it still run by Nintendo or did they sell? I'm pretty sure they're still owned by Nintendo. Because there was, I remember, I don't know if this was John that said this or not, but... Um, that they changed recently. Oh yeah, nope. Still run by still run by Nintendo. Yeah, and so it it's just. Oh no, Nintendo's only ten percent. Oh okay. Uh, they are run by Baseball Club of Seattle LP, represented by John Stanton. So it has changed. Oh, um, hey John, we're gonna need to know who you are real soon, dude. If you want to <laughs> save this sinking ship. Um, the problem with Nintendo was they didn't give a rip about winning. You're right. It was just about money. Right. And it was about the relations between Japan and America and baseball and da 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 da. Whereas I, I think from what John has said, you know, he's a you know Mariner fan number one in my book as, mm-hmm. as a friend. Ditto. And um he said that there seems to be a change in trying to do better. And you're noticing it even in terms of the way that they're um doing making trades and signing players and drafting better. But then you got something like this and you're like, hey John. How did you let this happen? Right? I know. How did you I, let this guy rise up the ranks? I know. I hosted uh, a show with Andrew Nemec, uh, a Dirt and Sprague, a week or so ago, which, by the way, moving to uh, mornings starting on Monday. Six to nine. Um, I, I had a show with Nemec, and I almost hijacked the whole thing for a half hour to talk about how jacked I was about the direction this Mariner team is going. It's not even my team. And I just I watch them because I live locally, and, and their games are what's on at the bar or whatever, you know. And I was... I missed the bar. I know, right? Sitting at the bar watching a Mariner game at 10 o'clock at night in the eighth inning, and Felix is losing 1-0, but that one was unearned. <laughs> you know, I missed those days. Uh, you know, so they I was... wound up losing 1-0. <laughs> yeah, so I was really excited. I was, like, really excited for the future of this. And that's what really, really scares me. It's like... And I know it's easy, as, you know, as some people have texted in, oh, it's the Mariners, it's us, of course, foot and mouth, blah, blah, blah. I get that. This one just feels different. This is just the like, come on. This is this is this is I think more of a society issue than a Mariners issue. And the question is now is where, how can these guys go? Because I've seen people they're like, blow it up, get rid of Depoto, get rid of Service, get rid of every exec, and just start from scratch. Because I honestly don't know. How they recovered from this. In the in the words of Tiger King, I will never financially recover from this. Because they could be in a really, really big trouble. All the work that they've done could come crashing down. And that's what I want to get into next. We'll do all that next. This is it's 817 on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 the Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. It's 
See, that's the kind of jam I'm into right there. That is a beat, my friend. I uh, like this. JR chimed in. The Royals can't speak to this. They've been, I don't know what that word is, forever. And everyone has known the M's only care about the bottom line, as do most teams. It's the nature of the beast of no salary cap era. And I think that's a real thing is that's why a lot of these teams don't try. Because mm-hmm. with the the no salary cap, the Pirates owner is like, I can make $40 million a year or put $200 million in and make 30 How about putting a salary floor in instead of a salary cap? There we go. Now you're talking. Make teams be forced to be competitive and still keep you know i don't i I don't i don't know if baseball could use a salary cap or not i I don't think it needs a salary cap i think it needs a floor though well i mean but people always say put a salary cap in baseball right Eh. because every other sport has it yeah but in baseball they'll just pay the luxury tax well that's yeah exactly and teams already do that anyway yeah teams do that in the nba all the time there is a there there is a luxury tax already in baseball they don't Mm -hmm. want people going above that number right um, and there is there are penalties for it. The Dodgers are just like, well, screw that. Yankees for years said screw that, but then the they they keep adding more per year. Uh huh. It keeps compounding on top of itself, and the Yankees were like, ooh, this is getting really painful. Let's get back yeah. under. Yeah, let's back it up for so a few years. So if we years. go under and we go back over, we reset the. Con- so we'll the do this rebuild numbers. right now, but because our prospects are so dynamite. It won't look like a rebuild, mm-hmm. and then we'll be under. We'll have one year where we're going to trade away people at the deadline, and then everything else will be fine. And then we'll hire a cheap, unproven garbage manager, and we'll just have the GM that we already paid too much run the team for us. Yeah, you, baby. You heard me. Non si può stoppilo. Yep. I, love, I love me some Booney. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if you need a salary cap. I don't know what that does. A floor would help the competitiveness of baseball. A floor would help. What do you want to see the floor real quick before we get into uh, what's next for the Mariners? Oh, God. 65? Well, I, I don't know what, what... I mean, I guess you... I mean, you. I, I know you have to look at, like, what teams bring in on average. Like, what are the Pirates going to make in 2021 with a salary of $37 million? I understand that. But what to you says a competitive... All right. I'm looking at the sport track payroll tracker for baseball this year. Okay. Currently, the payroll for the Indians is the lowest. Yes. At 38 mil. You can put it on the board. Those guys are going to win the division. Pirates, 41. Orioles, 44. Marlins, 47. Rays, 56. So on and so forth. Rays, 56. Reigning American League champions. Um, The average payroll, league average, is $118 million. That's bigger than I thought. I thought it would be more like 85, 90. So... Around average, right above it's the White Sox at 122 or 123. Right below it is the Twins at 117. Mm. How about how about a floor of 80 million dollars? Love it because you're going to pull the Indians, Pirates, Orioles, Marlins, Rays, Mariners, Tigers, Brewers, Rangers, A's above that number. Currently, the Royals have 81 mil. They're they, they're like the baseline of that. So you're going to pull three, six, not ten teams up by, in some cases, double what their current salary cap is. That should help competitiveness, correct? There mm-hmm. will still be bad teams. Sure. Um, but those teams, say the Tigers, for example. Like, I think the Tigers stink. Yeah. They're really bad. But they've got some good young players coming up through their system. See. They've done some rebuilding. See. But maybe because they have the floor, they go out and sign, I don't know, 
where they go out and trade for Andrew Benintendi, and they sign him to a long-term deal. And now they have a cornerstone player who has a lot of potential along with some of their young guys. Chris right? Bryant. Sure. Any of these players that were free agents this year that people were not signing, maybe those teams go, oh, I'll go bring that guy in. J.D. Martinez a couple years ago. Sure. Um, I think that would be fair. You don't want to put it too high because in some cases, some of these teams actually don't make as much money and probably couldn't afford consistently $80 million. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if the Rays are like, ooh, we made money this year. How much? About $6.2 million. <laughs> Killing it. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't actually know. Like, I, I would have to do a little bit more research than that if – I still think baseball teams make way more money than they say they do. Sure. And they cry poor. But I think that's a nice number, 80. Yeah. Get teams into a more competitive range. Just just imagine how much better the playoff races would be. Oh, yeah. Think about, like, the like the Central. I'm going to go back to the AL Central, for example. We suck. Let's say the Indians and the Tigers both have to get up to 80 mil. It's hard to get down the throat. Which, for you, is double your team's salary cap, and for the Tigers is only $8 million more, but it's going to be another good player in there, mm-hmm. right? All of a sudden, the Twins aren't running quite quite as far away with it, nor are the White Sox. Yeah. They're going to have more competitive games against those teams. Right. Um, you know, I think that just helps. I think that just helps bring everybody up and just makes the division races more exciting. It makes the regular season more exciting. It makes more games matter. It makes games with lesser teams matter still because they actually have real players on the team that you want to watch. It would help. I just I, don't know if baseball ever will do that. I have to say this. <laughs> That's funny to say. Real quick, do do the Mariners have any chance of pulling out of this? Of course. Yeah. Yes. How so? Of these of these prospects coming up, playing good, and then getting them to stick around in Seattle. Things or are, is the culture completely shot? Things are easily forgotten. Let's say they come up and if it don't make dollars. It don't make sense. What kind of thing like that? Just pay them all. Give me that money. What are you? I'm talking about like if you give Kalenic money. I thought you were quoting something. I'm like, I don't know what you're quoting. Well, I mean, I don't know. Let's probably send 3,500 hip hop songs. What do you want from me? <laughs> I, I think that that guy in '97. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. We're like, yeah, man, we heard that in '88. Come on. So, so that Jared Kalenic said that they offered him a contract extension and he turned mm-hmm. it down, right? It's actually a pretty crappy contract extension right. if you think you're that good. He hasn't been in the majors yet. Nope. He still has six years of service time. See, a lot can change in six years. Yeah. Uh, this would be a great wake up call. The chances of Scott's service in Seattle in six years zero. Zero. Um, <laughs> this this is a great wake up call for AJ Hinch. Come on down for Johnny Boy, the owner, now to go. Oh, it's worse than I thought. Or oh, now I need to know what I need to fix. Mm-hmm. And you know, a couple of years down the road, Kalenic is an all star. Rodriguez is playing well. Maybe Sheffield turns around and is, becomes a real player. Kyle Lewis is an MVP candidate. Right. And all of a sudden, Clinic's going. Mitch Hanniger is an all-star. Of having one testicle. <laughs> um, and maybe Clinic goes, oh, well, yeah, I'll stay with this team. This is a fun young team. Once the season starts, they're not thinking about the front office. They're thinking about their teammates and the yeah. clubhouse. You need to get Scott Service the F out of there. He is terrible yeah he's bad you need to get a real manager well but i mean like let's use this example i mean like think about that eric wedge think about the oh man way to derail me well done bring back lloyd mcclellan well done bring back bob melvin oh too bad he's got a team for the rest of his life uh it what bring back lou Pinella. i i guess what it reminds me of is it reminds me of the clippers it was so bad and those players hated that owner 
so bad that I refuse to say his name because I don't believe he needs publicity. It was so bad that they had to get rid of everyone but Doc Rivers to clean that thing up. Mm-hmm. And eventually Doc left too. And Doc I, turned out to be part of the problem as well. Exactly. Um, I, I, I worry the Mariners are in the same boat. It's such a different sport, though. That all this work is going to be for nine. It would be very marinary for that to be the case, for them to finally figure out how to build a team from the ground up. Because right now, from a player standpoint, from a growth farm system evolution standpoint. It feels like they're a year away. It feels great. Yeah. And there's there's a great free agent markets coming up in the next few years. They'll have money to spend. The fans will go to that ballpark if you put a good team. Hell, the fans go to that ballpark and watch bad teams. It's such a gorgeous place. Especially Blue Jay fans. Especially Blue Jays fans who are going to be good. So you're going to pack the stadium. <laughs> uh, I worry that you might see glimpses, but come the end of all these guys' times, it's adios. It's possible. Absolutely possible. Why would I be here when I can go play left field for the Yanks? Well, Jared Planet, come on down. The Red Sox are rebuilding. Hey, I'll tell you what. Tell you what, Mariners. We'll trade you Chris Sale for Kyle Lewis and Kalenic. The Mariners be like, done. Sale's a G <laughs> 10 years ago. You know, I guess I just worry about stuff like that. That you finally did it right. It's like, you finally did it right. You won a World Series. Everybody loves you. You got this most loaded team and no one's locked in yet. Oh, you use trash cans and buzzers. See ya. Yeah. And now you might suck. That is true, but that was a very extreme circumstance. I know, I know, but like whatever the reasons are, it's like this trajectory is here, and then everyone starts saying, that's how we do it. Oh, I look up to this. Oh, I love it. And it just comes crashing down. As, like- as they ask, as they ask, as they ask him, what did it cost you? Everything. Everything. I'd like to leave this segment on one tweet. I like tweets. I'm into the tweet game. Sources. Padres, close to sealing a deal with your mom. <laughs> Boom, roasted. Boom, roasted. All right, we come back. It is fair or foul. But first, there's Joe with sports. Is it fair? Oh, my That's goodness. That's a fair ball. Or is it foul? Well, he thought it was foul, I think. A knowledge test for Patrick and Mike to see how well they know the big leagues. Mathematics and strange symbols now as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. The OBP and the SLG and the ISO and the you name it. And what our distinguished hosts think about the stories that popped up around the big leagues. Peralta knocks it into center. David tonight, two for two, a leadoff single here in the fourth. And nobody noticed. This is Fair or Foul on the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. All right, I don't want to waste any more time. Best producer in the game doing this show. I try. I turn it over to Mr. Joseph Fisher III for fair or foul. From the best producer in the game to possibly the best player in the game. Ooh. Fernando Tatis. Whoa, hey. Best, best young player in the game. There, there we go. Best young. Hey. hey, I mean, Trout's still under 30. Does that count as young? Well, this is where uh, my first fair foul comes into question here. Fernando Tatis, very young, very good. So are a lot of other players. Trout is what now? Like 20. 27, 28? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so fair or foul? If given a choice, if you could start a franchise, Tatis Jr. would be your first pick. Foul, Mike Trout would be my first pick. I think I'm with that, too. I know Tatis is getting so close. See, I think 
there, it's so funny because we've been talking about how poorly run the Mariners have been or over, or just how poor the situation is with the Mariners all day. That there is something to be said. I, I actually don't think Tatis is a bad answer because he is right now probably the most marketable player in Major League Baseball. Sure, marketability, yeah. And and that is important. Yes. That's huge for a game that can't market their own stars. Oh, watch out for Aaron Judge, who fixed his teeth this offseason. I don't care about that. <laughs> um, Aaron Judge Look needs, at those chompers. Aaron Judge needs to not strike out and look a little more athletic in right field, and I'll feel a little better about that. This isn't a bad this isn't a bad fair. Fernando Tatis Jr. Trout is better. But I could understand why you would take Tatis one. If Trout was 31, I'd still take Trout. If Trout was 33, I'd still take Trout. Wow. He's just that good. Tatis has done it for a year. Great. Fantastic. He's a great player. He signed a massive contract. Keep proving it to me. Who are the best two players in baseball? Mike, Mike Trout. Trout. Mookie Betts? Mookie Betts. Sure. Yep. Zero marketability. Fernando Tatis. Tenth best? 15th Again, best. I'm not sure I'm going to go that high yet, but sure, he's up there. 20th best. Mm-hmm. Best marketable player in baseball. I've drank 136 bottles of Bolt 24 since I've seen him on those commercials. Right, okay. right. I got Damian Lillard in those commercials, and I'm like, ah, I don't care about this. I see Tatis, I and I'm like, I'm in. I'm in. 10 and, grams of collagen. And Dame's my boy. And Dame's my guy. Dame is my guy. Blazers, my team. The Padres, thank you for going back to the gross brown and yellow jerseys. Thank you so much for that. Those Tatis, gross. You take that back. Tatis drinks that. I'm like, oh, I got to try this stuff. You know, who knows? Might be good. You guys are suckers for advertising. Man. However, I'm taking Mike Trout. Now I want a bowl 24. Thirsty again. Well, now I really want one. Okay. Going uh, from a player that you would pick to start your franchise with. To a player that you could have answered that same question 10 years ago, Albert Pujols. Rumors floating around that this could be his last season. Should be. In the, yeah, I mean, yeah, let's, let's be real. Two years ago, should be. Fair or foul, Albert Pujols has recorded a hit on 10% of all MLB pitchers to ever throw a pitch. So of every play, I mean, I guess every pitcher in MLB history, he's recorded a hit on at least 10% of the league. I mean, this there's way more outrageous. pitchers. There's way more pitchers today than there were back then. So that works in his favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a bona fide first ballot Hall of Famer. Correct. Uh, he could be 48 for all we know. Correct. Could also be on the juice for all we know. Or was. Or was. Uh, I like to live dangerously. I'm going to say fair. Give it to me. Give me some pool. I want some pool hole sexy. I want some pool hole sexy numbers. I tweeted out somebody was doing something. I realized it was a, it was an answer to somebody's tweet. But somebody tweeted out the, the video of him hitting that bomb off uh, off Brad Lidge. And I saw it and I just clicked retweet. And I was like, I cannot confirm that this oh, ball that is landed. Was, that was the one that was, they found a ball on Mars. Oh, on Mars. Yeah. And, and so someone responded with that. But I just saw the video and I was like, give me some pool holes. And he was so sexy. He just launched it and just stood there and watched it. I'm not sure that you are going out on much of a limb because I think this is fair. Like, I, I don't think that's that, that much of a stretch. You think about the amount of pitchers he's faced, the amount of hits he's had in his career. Like, we always talk about this on the show, how, how mind-blowing his stats truly are. When you go look at him statistically year on year on year, he is... Don't do it, Patrick. 
Don't do it. Don't, don't do it. There's a question coming Oh, up. sorry. I'm deleting. I'm deleting. I'm deleting. I just wanted to know how many career hits he had. Um, I think... Well, I lost my friend. He's amazing. He's one of the best players <laughs> we've ever seen. And because of that, I say... He's the top three hitter I ever saw in my life. That's a fact. Uh, him, Manny Ramirez, and uh, just like pure hitting. Probably him and Man Ram are my top two. Uh, for your hits request, three thousand two hundred and thirty-six hits. So Thirty-two. Okay, okay. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if he was closer to thirty-five or closer to three. Well, big over the three thousand though. And this is fair. It's got over six hundred home runs too, I believe. Ten point six two percent. That is not only the most among active players, but uh, that is among the most ever. I mean, of ever players ever being played in the that game. is the most or among them ever <laughs> ever many players played game yes see and that's more impressive if you look at a guy like teddy ball game stan musial <laughs> you know lou garrick like those kind of guys like they only saw what 30 pitchers all year i was gonna say and yeah. got hits on all of them so that number that's 80 percent of all the pitchers you know yeah, dudes starting 50 games a year. Yeah, totally. In the early part of the league. God, give me some Pujols. God, I love him. If he didn't cheat. Yes, Pujols is great, or was great, and this is where yeah. we get to the sad part here. Ah, we're in all Pujols section. All right, I'm cool with this. Fair or foul, Pujols never hit above 300 with the Los Angeles Angels. I think I know the answer to this. I think the answer is foul. I think he hit 301 one year. We've done enough looking at baseball reference for Pujols on this show. They're so sexy. I have it stuck in my Almost brain. Almost ingrained. Like, I'm, I know what I'm looking at. I know where on the page it is. I know almost every year in in St. Louis he was a machine. I'm gonna That's go his ahead, nickname. I'm going to go ahead and say foul. I'm going to say he hit 301 one year with the Angels. Uh, I'm going to double down on this. I think he's done it twice maybe three times i think the biggest Thrice. i think the biggest knock on pujols in anaheim is that his home run numbers drastically decreased but i think his average stayed above 300 for two seasons maybe three so i i will stick with foul but i will go one step further than mike i think he is that good very confident in albert huh i do feel good about that well you guys suck and you're wrong oh, okay keep reading his baseball reference page because he never hit above 300 as a los angeles angel 295 and okay i was gonna say did he ever bat above 290 fair yes. foul oh yeah he had to have keep reading wrong again dang Boy, the Cardinals sure did dodge that bullet, that didn't they? they? Did, they 285 did. was the highest he ever hit. And guess what season that was in? The first one. The very yeah. first season. Yeah. Uh, Pools goes in as a Cardinal, right? Yes. <laughs> Even though he spent more of his he spent more of his career in Anaheim than he did in Has St. He Louis. Has he spent more in Anaheim? He, I think he came up in 03, 04. This will be his 10th season in Los Angeles or Anaheim. And uh, 11 years in St. Louis. So it's just about a split. Hold on, buddy. Give me one more year in Anaheim. <laughs> they need you. Otani could well, learn from the great. This will be his 10th year coming up. Okay, one more after that, buddy. <laughs> it's not gonna um, 285, the best he ever hits. After that, uh, two years after that, 272. Two years after that, 268. And then uh, 258, and nothing above 258 after that. Nothing above 250 after that. So yeah, the decline for Pujols was sharp. Very sad. When um, he hurt his foot, everything fell apart. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of what it was. But I mean, the prime year, it's you know he's not that much different than Griffey. 
He's really not. I mean, he's got this collection that is just phenomenal. We all love on Griffey, but the second he got to Cincy, it was all downhill. And that's the same with Pujols. I mean, you remember people were like, sure, Anaheim's given a lot of money, but St. Louis, this is your guy. What are you doing? Even I, who was some idiot that was drunk on the streets of Pullman, was like, you know, those guys in St. Louis know what they're talking about. Like, what are you talking about? I don't know. I love Pujols. You know, but... It's it's not that it's not that different, and you know it'll be interesting to see if you know somebody like Bryce Harper turns out the same. You know, the good years were in Washington, and the the, the better years were not after. Yeah, I mean we could see that he's our, but his good years in Washington were mixed in some ways too. Ag- Agree, but I just I wonder you yeah, know he had less years. Robinson Cano. Yeah, best years in New York. He leaves done. Yep, absolutely. Teams know when to pull the plug sometimes. Yep. All right, and even on, if he is your favorite Yankee. On to our last cheater. one. Are you a cheater? He was my favorite Yankee. Are you a cheater? No. Mike's secretly a cheater. Sorry, Joe. Continue. Well, you were almost a cheater by going to the baseball reference page, so. I know, but my uh, uh, what what do they say? I only did it for injuries. I did not do it for competitive advantage. <clears throat> my name is Andy Pettit. Vote for me in the Hall of Fame. I have never, <laughs> ever. I repeat, never. Is that the worst, like, like steroid flub yet? I mean, you have, like, Ryan Braun. The Ryan Braun one's really that, bad. I mean, that's pretty bad. But he got I, off I mean, lucky on that one, going too. Going in front of Congress, pointing your finger, staring him in the, in the eye, and just being like, I have never. And then people kind of being like, oh, okay, I believe you. Oh, God. That, he was very adamant about that. Six months later, popped. Yep. <laughs> God. All right, on to our last one. Tyler Glass now working on a new pitch. Ooh, I did see this. He says it's like a mix of a slider and yeah, a cutter. Yeah, let's go, dude. That would be called pirates, a Pirates, pirates, pirates. Actually. Go race, go race. He doesn't know what to call it. In fact, he's calling it a slutter. A slutter. He said that in a press count, a press conference. <laughs> he's like, oh, I guess I called it a, a slutter. I don't know. I don't know. Which I, like, I don't know if that was a great troll job by it him. It was or... a 100% great troll job. I like where this is going. So, fair or foul, best pitch name ever, the slutter. I mean, the slutter is great. If you think about it, he's young. He's got the hair. He's got the acne. He clearly is a young I've stud. Seen, I've seen girls swooning on him on social media. Swarming the St. Pete area. He's going to be throwing the slutter a lot. God, I love Tyler Glass now so much. He had a rough postseason, but you can see it there. I mean, Pirates are destined to win a World Series at some point. Is that your best pitch name ever? Best pitch name? I mean, I'm thinking of one specific pitch. And I think I like it just because of how it wound up being BS and also how it, like, created its own thing. Can I guess what you're going to say? Sure. Is it the gyro ball? Correct. Uh, Daisuke Matsuzaka coming over with apparently 10 pitches. One of them was so hard to hit, it was called the gyro ball. And he never threw it. (laughs) And he sucked after one year. I also just pulled up, a list, pulled up a list real quick. The yellow hammer is simply a slower <laughs> version of a pitcher's 12 to 6 curveball. The drop on this pitch is even more severe, and it's almost always thrown below 60. So I've got I've got a few on this. I love the slutter, okay? The slutter is an awesome, awesome term. If you're a nerd, if you want to get a little scientific, a little nerdy out, the ephus I think is a great name. Which of is pitch. the more common term for the yellow hammer. For the yellow hammer. Yeah. The, the term Ephus sounds uh, very this, muy intelligente. Th- this list has both the the Ephus and the yellow hammer. So, um, But I'm going to go a little traditional and just go with ye old screwball. 
okay. The screwball. Nobody really throws that anymore either. No, 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 but like... It's turned kind of into the two-seamer. Yeah, yeah, the two-seamers become the screwball. Yeah. <laughs> the two-seam, hey -o. You can also just throw hey -oh, after anything. <laughs> you you see got, that guy slurve? hey -oh. hey -oh. <laughs> You also got the Lalab. Dave LaRoche threw that one. The Loretto Slider. Uh, David Cohn threw that. I'm going to stick with my boy Glass now, and I'm going to say fair. Best name ever. The Slutter for sure. I'm Glass now is my guy. Gyro ball. Glass well, now is my guy. I say we need to see it in action before it is an official, you know, pitch name that we can. That is say. interesting. TMZ.com. Be up in no time. <laughs> Because Glassnow only has two pitches. Right. A fastball and a curveball. Right, right. So now he's going to have a third pitch. Both of those are damn good. All right, that's fair or foul. We do it every single week at 8.30. When we come back, we'll wrap this bad boy up. This is the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. Hey. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Uh, we're getting some good ones coming in on the uh, fan text line, 503-250-1080. Spitball, the Uncle Charlie. I was thinking about Spitball in the last segment. Yeah. Randy Johnson slider was named Mr. Snappy. That was a good one. And then uh, my favorite one that I can't believe I didn't think of that came in was the backdoor slider, which turned to our fantastic producer, Joe, to say... The backdoor slutter, of course. The backdoor slutter. Now, if that's going to be said... Yes, all of the yeses. Yes, please. Baseball forever. All of the yeses. Strike three. Get some looking on the backdoor slutter. Yeah, dude, right? What, yeah. Albert calling baseball now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That'd be so great. <laughs> oh, with the face on the slutter. Whoa. <laughs> They're going to feel that one all around St. Pete tonight. Yes. Get home yes. safe, kids. <laughs> oh my god i know i know i know i know what was uh what did we call what did we call what did social media call devin williams change up this year do you remember oh what did they call it oh, oh i don't remember it was the airbender the airbender which is also a great name see that's a fish. great name but i think when we're based <laughs> off a great movie yeah i hate you <laughs> they made a movie i love the tv show touche um <laughs> What was I damn, damn it, Joe? I was about to get somewhere too with this too. I love how like what the Airbender. That's a great name. That's a great name, Mister Snappy. That's a great name. But when we're talking about the best names, it's got to be sexual. The backdoor slutter. Always. I mean, I even was like, don't forget the screwball. I'm ten. It's like that guy threw a screwball. Did you hear the TV guy? He said screwball. <laughs> We always go Son, dirty. Do you even know what screwball means? We always go dirty. Always go dirty. All right, that'll do it for us. You got Dusty and Will coming up in the morning. We'll be back next week. We think maybe. We think. Oh yeah, we don't know. There might be ducks base ducks basketball going on, so we might have the week off. But you never know. You can catch Mike on primetime from 3 to 7, Monday through Friday, except for Wednesday. And who knows? Someone might get sick or die, and I fill in for them. Is that kind of the truth? Sick or die? Yeah. My God. I don't know. That's kind of dark, dude. Either way, I get paid. <laughs> wow. All right. That'll that's how we end the show. That'll do it for us. That's Mike Lynch. Joe Fish behind do the glass. Do something I would do, like wish death on somebody <laughs> so I can get paid. Oh, Patrick cares. Go do something I would do. 
Like wish death on someone so I could get paid.